to Mondo Hollywood on 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. My name is Amanda Stefaniak, and if you liked hearing Kenny Loggins sing Nobody's Fool, the theme to Caddyshack 2 as much as I did, we can thank today's special guest, Brian Sauer. He's involved in two of the podcasts that I think any self-respecting movie fan should check out, and those are, uh, so his own Just the Discs podcast and YouTube channel is a virtual celebration of physical media that will keep you up to date on the latest Blu-ray releases of classic titles and all the great bonus features. And he is also the co-host of the Pure Cinema podcast alongside Elric Kane. And for those who aren't already a fan of this show, it's the official podcast of the new Beverly Cinema, the legendary independent movie theater in Los Angeles that is currently owned by Quentin Tarantino. And he has dropped by a couple times uh, to talk movies with you guys. And uh, so I want to thank you officially. Uh, welcome to the show, Brian. I am so honored. What an incredible introduction. Thank you so much, Amanda. And um, I actually have to uh, actually do a personal thank you because uh, probably around August of uh, last year, you sent me a note um, just kind of out of the blue. Um, and we've been following each other on social media for a while, but you sent me a message saying you were listening to my show and if there was a place that you could subscribe to it on a podcast. And I was like, first of all, totally flattered because I, I love your I Aww. just love your stuff and um and then too I was like oh I guess I should get my button gear and get this on a podcast because people are listening um absolutely gotta share it and I'm, I'm happy to help with that too like I love sharing stuff that I love you know that's actually part of my big thing with social media is like sharing other people's stuff I just really like to do that yeah and I, I think too like you're very positive influence in the the film and especially film twitter for those of them in, in that thing you are such a positive influence and I love seeing on my feed like when people like post their their blu-rays like the and then too I did go the last keynote sale I it's coming in the mail I got some nice. stuff it's the good sort of peer pressure <laughs> Yes, that's what I like to think of it as. Fantastic. Yeah, and then too, like, yeah, I've been doing this show 11 years. Uh, uh, wow, I didn't realize it was quite that long. That's amazing. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, but this is because of, and it's usually live in, in studio at the University of Manitoba. But, um, and too, and that's the thing, like, you sent me this message during the <laughs> pandemic where I've been doing this all by myself at home. So it's very encouraging. Aw, well, yeah, it's great stuff. I really am a big fan. So thank you again. So the, the impetus of this show was because you just sent me a message message uh saying that you are bringing back also too i should say this is a i'm a patreon member of your pure cinema podcast like it's worth it's like so cheap too by the way guys less than a, a cup of coffee a day or something as they say and you get access <laughs> to this thing that you're bringing back called pcp radio and you sent me the first playlist before as a sneak peek of what was coming and i'm like okay you have to come on my show <laughs> i'm so glad that worked out and thank you so much for supporting us on, on Patreon. It's a huge deal. We try to make it cheap because, you know, it's it's not an easy thing, especially now for people to afford this stuff. But we also take it really seriously. Like, we put a lot of time into the extra content there, even though a lot of people don't necessarily even want it. But we just, we really value our Patreon. So thank you for that. Yeah, even if you're a new subscriber, which I hope some people will be become after this, because you get access to, because you used to do this back in the day, like around a few years ago, and you kind of stopped probably time-wise because you're so busy. Actually, I was combing through some of them, and we're going to be hearing some of those tracks as well. So cool. Oh, how are you um, kind of doing this? Well, now it's it's it used to be kind of a, like, you know, mixtape where I would actually, I, I was telling you before we started, like, I'm sort of a frustrated college DJ that never got a chance because my university that I went to had lost its license to broadcast. I think they, they did something bad. I can't remember what they did. But so all my years at my college, we didn't really have 
uh, an internet radio station, and that was always something I would have loved to partake in. So basically, the PCP radio was just sort of me doing my own pump up the volume slash <laughs> PC, you know, college radio thing where I would just explain. I tried to, like you do with your show, kind of, I, I just tried to find soundtrack songs and score pieces and stuff that related to the things we'd been talking about on the show. And then I would just sort of introduce each track or each couple tracks and bring the music love along with the movie love. Cause that's actually a huge deal to me. I'm a, I'm a music supervisor by trade and it's, it's part of my way into cinema. It's just music and image together is one of my favorite things, really. Yeah, and actually, um, we have a kind of a song related to your job that I didn't actually know, and I was actually really excited because I do have a, a I always have been kind of fascinated by trailers, and you know, sometimes you listen to a trailer and that song is not in the movie. Yeah, almost always. It, it's usually not, yeah. Actually, your day job, I guess, is picking some of those songs. Yeah, I mean, at the time, the trailer we're going to talk about, I was doing a little bit more uh, trailer stuff. Now I do more what we call content. So it's like I pull, it's not as glamorous as the trailer work. We do trailer work at the company I work at, and I do help with that sometimes. But more my day-to-day is like pulling library music from places like APM, and who I love, by the way, and Extreme Music and, and stuff like that for blu-ray special features or you know featurettes you know the kind of content they put out as marketing stuff for movies and on blu-ray discs and stuff like that so that's more my area now but yeah at the time early on i was helping with some trailers and that was a big deal back then because i do want to play the actual trailer of the song that you selected um and it's from this uh, 2006 documentary uh, about the new york times uh, crossword puzzle uh, guy was that will shorts Yes. So we're going to hear a clip of the trailer, and then we're actually going to hear the, the full-length track by Devin Davis called Giant Spiders that you selected. And what can you tell us about this track? Um, Devin was a guy that I discovered through my friend Eric J. Lawrence, who's a DJ at KCRW, and he was the longtime music librarian there. So like he would get in all the new discs and just pull out the deep cuts, and he just has really good taste. I'm a huge fan of his for years, and he played Devin uh, a couple tracks from Devin's album on his show way back whenever it came out. And, and it, to be honest, it turned me on to what is one of my favorite albums of the last 20 years. It's called Lonely People, The World Unite. And it's just wonderful. The whole album is great. But but yeah, he played Giant Spiders and he played another song called Iron Woman. And those two, I was just like, wow, what is this? And it just it was an opportunity where I was, I was a music assistant. I was doing cue sheets with my, my music supervisor boss. And he was very open. We were we had a great dialogue about music and movies. And I played him Devin, and he was like, wow, this is great. You know, it's too bad we don't have instrumentals. And I'm like, well, let me see what I can do. And I can't remember how I did it, but I tracked down Devin uh, online, and I got him to get me instrumentals. Like, he had to make them himself, and he sent me. I still have them, too, because I, I would love to um, use them again at some point. But he got me instrumentals and, you know, we threw one into this trailer and it just had this great vibe to it, great energy. And and it went and it was really neat because it was an early experience where I got to sort of help an independent artist get paid. And, um, unfortunately I don't think Devin's done another album since then. Uh, but you know, the hope was like, Oh, I'll get him some money. Maybe he'll do a new album. Um, but whatever, it was just great to have helped him because his album means so much to me. So it was a really big deal at the time. Well, uh, maybe we'll play him and we'll get him, uh, get him excited to do another album. Hope so. Is everyone ready? Black Halloween animal, three letters. Cocktail with an olive, seven letters. Main arteries, six letters. 
Ain't arteries? How can that not be aortas? How can it not? No, it's not. Yes, it is. My name is Will Shorts. I'm the crossword editor for the New York Times. Welcome to the 28th American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. This summer, IFC Films and the Weinstein Company take you word by word. I've always been intrigued by the letter Q. Through the national phenomenon that has 50 million Americans. Half the time I do these things to see what people are thinking about. Thinking inside the box. I am a Times Puzzle fan. I will solve the USA Today, but I don't feel good about myself. Wordplay. It's very clever. This is the puzzle that's gonna rip your heart out. <laughs> There's a dirty sock in my hair. Silhouettes on the floor That I'm not quite prepared to endorse I was having this dream We were down in a deep ravine With slimy, slippery sides
And then uh, since we're actually airing out of Winnipeg, I was happy to see that you have one of our own uh, guys, uh, Randy Bachman, on your playlist with uh, BTO. Yes, yes. I just recently watched this movie Body Slam uh, from 1987, which I think I had seen, but I, I couldn't remember. It's, it's I think, the last film that Hal Needham directed, and I'm a big fan of, of his stuff from the 70s and even the 80s. Like, I'm a big fan of Rad. The Rad soundtrack, actually, I'm surprised I didn't throw some stuff from that into... I Actually, I think I have into some PCP radios because that movie's a big deal. But but anyway, um, this is like a wrestling movie with Dirk Benedict from the A-Team, and he's like a very lovable con man. And I just thought, you know, th- this was a really great song, and I like BTO a lot, but I hadn't heard this one so much. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I just watched this movie, and there we go, you know, that kind of thing. From the 1987 soundtrack of Body Slam, here is BTO with Bad News Travels Fast. I'm a 
I wanted to have some Dusty Springfield in here because, too, I haven't heard this song before, and you can't go wrong with uh, Dusty Springfield. I love her, too. She is fantastic. And, yeah, I don't – I have had some of her albums and some of her greatest hits, and for whatever reason, I hadn't heard – this track but you know I was watching the movie The Hunt last year and that one really I, I enjoyed it quite a bit actually and it made me a bigger fan of Betty Gilpin who I was already a fan of uh, but it's it's like not to spoil but it's sort of like the closing track of the movie and it's like one of those like perfect closing tracks where you're like oh wow yes you nailed it um, so yeah, that one was just one of those where I was like, I got my phone out to try and ID the song. I'm like, what is this? This is, I know that voice. And I was like, oh my God, it's Dusty Springfield and I've never heard it. And so, yeah, it's become a favorite for me. Oh, and I'm also glad that I'm not the only person that like Shazam's movies, like while they're watching them, because like, that's a lot of the time, like how I get like inspired to do shows. Cause I'll be like, what is this? And then you're like, okay, then you're off on a wild goose chase. Absolutely. I was just literally doing it last night. We were watching um, the new movie Nobody, and I really enjoyed the movie and the soundtrack, and I was I probably grabbed like four songs out of it last night. And uh, filmed in Winnipeg. Very nice. Uh, another song that's actually on the new PCP Radio's playlist called Time Runs Wild by Danny Wilde of the Rembrandts. Yes. Um, I mean, not to denigrate any film necessarily, but... It's from the soundtrack to Dream a Little Dream, and it's definitely a soundtrack that I like more than I like the movie, but I do like the movie, and I've seen it a lot for whatever reason. I think probably because I had a crush on Meredith Salinger when I was younger, and I like the Corys too, but that soundtrack was one I remember having on audio cassette, and I had my Walkman. I used to, I'd, I'd mow lawns for, you know, for around the house and stuff, and I would listen to tapes. I had Metallica and I had soundtracks and so I remember that was a big one that I just about wore out and and I had totally forgotten about this song and I was just recently rewatching Dream a Little Dream for another podcast project and this song came on and it just was this rush of almost like emotion. I was like, wow, I love this song and I had totally forgotten about it. I love that thing where you hear that song again and you know all the words and you literally haven't heard it in 20 years and you're like, whoa. I got to play this again, you know, that kind of thing. And you have like the memory of fresh cut grass in your head. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. So actually, do you still have that cassette tape? I don't think so. I think over multiple moves in my life, I might have lost a lot of my soundtracks and or some of them might still be in like a weird, you know, tape carrying case I had at my parents' house somewhere in a closet. Oh, yeah. I think that might be where it is because I don't. That everyone has one of those. Right. You remember those? It was like the, you could unzip it and unfold the top and that kind of thing. Yeah, I had one of those and I had all my soundtracks in it. And I think it's somewhere in the house there. <laughs> Sweet so 
And your next pick is from Terriers, and it's one of those short-lived TV shows that I've always been kind of meaning to watch, but I I only heard good things. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, it was one of those that it was I think 2010, and um, we caught it when it was on the air and watched it on the air, which is a weird thing to think about watching shows on the air now. But <laughs> but it was but you know each week we'd watch it and we loved it, and it was you know one of those that online they were trying to get a campaign to get it renewed it had a great following but it just didn't work out unfortunately but the theme song is so catchy i had to go and look it up and um i i was so pleased to find the full version of it because it's just such, it's got the this sort of whistling thing that's really memorable and to hear it in the context of the whole song i was suddenly like Wow, this song is just amazing. I mean, I'm a huge fan of a lot of TV theme song songs, but this one in particular, in the shortened version, it didn't do the song full justice for how great it really is, for me anyway. Yeah, and then too, like I don't have very many rules on the show, like no swearing, and one song has to be Canadian. <laughs> and then so this is like, you're looking at your playlist and you're like, oh, this one is uh, Robert Duncan, he's Canadian. And I'm like, oh, score. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Total serendipity. But you're right about the whistling. Like I've been like, you like, so people get ready, you're going to want to whistle along. <laughs> <laughs> And then you mentioned in our correspondence that the theme from Terriers kind of reminded you of your next selection from 1987's Three O'Clock High. Yeah, yeah. There's something about it. I can't really put my finger on it exactly. But yeah, this song from Jim Walker is one of those classic. It's a, it's a trend that I don't think we see in movies anymore, which is the getting ready in the morning montage slash late for work, late for school, whatever. 
Um, and it's one of my favorites of those songs because it's the song that Jerry Mitchell uh, is playing when he's, you know, late for school and, you know, driving to school and almost gets in an accident and sets up what is going to be a really horrible day. And Three O'Clock High is actually one of my favorite films of all time. So it's just that's another that's a soundtrack I actually do have the cassette for in the house still oh well yeah and it's like tangerine dream as well and two actually i and you do have adjust the discs uh episode about three o'clock high i was revisiting that uh yesterday and uh it just it makes me want to rewatch that movie again like you're so persuasive like anybody go check out you'll want to watch all these great classic movies well three o'clock high in particular is one that i i am really happy about because i've i literally have shown it to so many people and i've never had somebody not like it, which is really rare with the movie. But every single time I've asked somebody after they watch, they're like, yeah, it was great. I totally love that. So that's a really rare thing. And I think anybody that hasn't seen it, it's like kind of an 80s classic that isn't as known as it should be, maybe. But I think you'll like it if you watch it.
I did some movie homework. I watched two movies on your playlists, um, including one that actually you can't program as much as you'd want to because it is not on Spotify. And that's uh, Electric Dreams, uh, Jeff Lynn, uh, Let It Run. And then the other movie I watched, the 2016 online teen thriller, Nerve. So for Nerve, I think that's a really cool online social media movie that's even from 2016 still feels like really relevant. And Rob Simonson's a composer that I discovered through, I think, The Spectacular Now. He did the score. He does a lot of those smaller independent film scores. And that one's a bit more brassy than this is more like synth clubby kind of stuff. But this particular track, I just really love because it feels like a slightly clubby, slightly chill Ennio Morricone kind of thing. I'd be really surprised if it if Morricone wasn't an influence in terms of the vocal callouts in this track. Yeah, and it's really cool as everyone's going to hear in a second here. For for Jeff Lynne, he's just like one of my favorites. Like I love his music. I I love the production of it. Like he has this sort of wall of sound quality to a lot of his his music. It's just so well put together and so catchy and it's a bummer that Electric Dreams isn't on Spotify because I, I really wish people could hear, you know, it's kind of cheesy 80s in some ways, but I think Let It Run in particular is just really, really catchy Jeff Lynne, as catchy as anything he did, you know, for ELO. So I wish it was there, but I'm glad you can play it. I'm really excited. And you said you have the soundtrack on vinyl or something? Yeah, and that's one I have, I think, since I was a teenager, because it would have <laughs> nice. been at my dad's or like at my parents' house. My dad would have bought it at a grad sale or something back in the day. But yeah, I rewatched that movie. I think, I've, and the same thing too, I used to have a crush on Bud Court and I like watched all his movies and <laughs> that was one of them. And I remember like thinking back in the day, like, this is a strange movie. Like, and I, so when I rewatched it now as an adult, it's still a weird movie, but I kind of like it. It was so, yeah. and it was like the director is the guy that did Aha's uh, Take on Me or whatever. So there's all the computer animation is really cool. That's right. I totally forgot about that. That's really cool. Yeah. And Bud Cord is the voice of the computer. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> who, who wouldn't be into that? Yeah. And it, it's, there's times where he sort of sounds like Johnny Five from Short Circuit a little bit. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, and that's another, um, you probably would know more than me that's probably on Blu-ray. Uh, it is, but only in the UK. Uh, oh. There's a second site Blu-ray that I have, so you have to be region-free to play it, but I do have that. Yes, definitely, definitely a fan. Yeah, and that's another thing about your show that I like. Region-free is a whole other thing, but there's so many cool extras out there for film fans in other countries, so that's a gateway drug of its own. It is, really, yeah. I mean, if you once you go region-free, it's, it's pretty dangerous. If you're trying to not spend money, uh, it's not a good idea. But there are really affordable ways to do it. There's a really great site called 220 Electronics that I recommend, uh, in the States anyway, uh, for folks to get a really cheap region-free player. Um, but yeah, I get it. It's not necessarily something I recommend for everybody because it will lead to more spending. <laughs> But you know what? I, I do think physical media needs to be saved sometimes, so it's a good thing. Agreed.
we're going to play a song that's actually criminally does not have a soundtrack. 1991's Mannequin 2, Mannequin on the Move. And and two, this is a sequel that I think it's is fun and, you know, people should watch it. I agree. In fact, it's become my preferred mannequin at this point. Um, I like the first movie. I saw it in a drive-in theater in 1987 and I was totally charmed by it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of the Jefferson Starship song ever since. But this is a really interesting phenomenon. I know we're not going to play the Jefferson Starship song, but it's so interesting that the sequel also uses the same Jefferson Starship song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, but I think it uses it better. Like, I like it better in Mannequin 2, and normally I would hate for a song to be reused in a mov- two movies like that. It's just it's a weird thing for because it pulls away from the emotional connection of the song sometimes, and I, I also get really hung up when a song gets used multiple times in the same movie because it dilutes it each time for me but anyway uh yeah this song is another great it's called wake up by gene miller and it's another great getting to work in the morning song it's like william ragsdale is driving in his jeep and he's it's really similar to the three o'clock high song in in the sound also and in the way that the character is trying to get to work and i think he almost gets in an accident too um but this is my current favorite getting to work late for work early morning montage 80s movie 90s movie song you know i just love this one yeah and it's literally called wake up so it's like it's it's in the title <laughs> yes <laughs>
your daughter Raven has uh, begun to pop up in some of your Just the Disc uh, videos um, with some pics of her own, which I'm, I've really been enjoying. Um, and it's it's kind of cool because like I grew up in a video store, so I was always surrounded by old stuff. But you're kind of introducing her to things like Yellow Submarine and Man Monster Party. Um, so you actually have a song here for to play for her. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no, it's been great. She, she's been a part of the Just the Disc podcast for years now I, I had her I've probably had her on maybe like 10 episodes of that show just here and there because it started as just like a novelty like what could she even do this and you know now it's become she's become a kind of a diva about it like it's hard for hard for me to get her to do it but when I do it's always fun um Coraline in particular is one of her very favorite films and so I really love the other father song by they might be giants from that film it's a really short song but it's one that will always make me think of her. And so I just felt like if I was going to do any kind of radio appearance, I had to do a little tribute to her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. And then because she's kind of like a budding monster kid, I think, um, I found this old song in a, another 2018 PCP radio. And that's uh, a movie that I love. And I actually do have a Blu-ray of it, uh, 1980s The Monster Club. Yeah. No, this one, you know, I have the Blu-ray too, and now I can't remember the movie that well. So I, I really want to rewatch the movie. I think I had watched it around the time that I that I put that song into the uh, PCP radio playlist. Um, but yeah, this song is so catchy. And I played this previous Halloween shows here on Monda Hollywood, but any excuse to play Monsters Rule, okay, it's fine with me. Making up a song about Coraline. She's a peach, she's a doll, she's a pal of mine She's as cute as a button in the eyes of everyone who ever laid their eyes on Coraline When she comes around exploring mom and I will never ever make it boring Our eyes will be on Coraline
song featured in 2007 uh, documentary directed by Peter Bogdanovich about Tom Petty um, and this is actually a band I've never heard of before <laughs> yeah this is a uh, one of the great things about that documentary and which I I'm a huge Tom Petty fan Full Moon Fever one of my favorite albums of all time and for whatever reason I just didn't watch it which makes no sense until about two years less than two years ago and of course, it blew me away because it's it's a long documentary. It's very in depth, and Bogdanovich does a great job. And so they talk about this early band incarnation uh, for Tom Petty, which is called Mud Crutch. And so then I started to hear these songs, especially this one in particular. And it was like discovering this buried treasure that I'd not heard my whole life. And I was just like, wow, this is so catchy, so wonderful. And also not on Spotify, which is a bummer, too, because there's, there's some other Mud Crutch songs there, but not Depot Street. And then before we, we leave here with the show, I want to thank you so much again uh, for, for stopping by. And, uh, I'm, and actually, I'm just looking so forward to your next uh, episode of uh, PCP Radio on Patreon. Um, and for our listeners, uh, where can they find more about, uh, about your stuff? The Patreon is patreon.com slash purecinemapod. And we have like two levels. The dollar level will get you the PCP radio. And we do a monthly Blu-ray picks show where we just go through the month's releases, Elric and I, and we just kind of talk about what we're excited about. And then at the $5 level, we have uh, our Hangout episode, which is a longer format episode where we talk about new movies, which we really don't talk about on the regular podcast. And then we usually throw in uh, some interesting other thing that we'll do as another section of that episode. Um, but we're also on all social media, Instagram, you know, Pure Cinema Pod and just the Disc Pod and Twitter, uh, same thing. Uh, so that's where I am pretty active on those, on the Instagram and Twitter. If uh, anyone was interested, wanted to reach out, ask any questions, I'm always available. Yeah, and, um, you know, maybe to live out your, your college radio dreams, uh, do you want to throw it to, uh, to Mudcatch over here? Absolutely. So you're listening to UMFM 101.5, and we're going to hear Mudcrutch singing a wonderful track called Depot Street. Awesome. I'm going to check with our station managers to see if they want to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> Very doubtful. Very doubtful. <laughs> but thank you. By the county reservoir And she lives down on Depot Street Behind the city 